Jechi. It's uh, time for another episode of the Flurza Experience. Yes, this is a show about Gwent, but hold on. Pump the brakes there, Charlie, because it's so much more as well. I am joined, as always, by the Polish Batman himself, Pavel Burza. Now, Pavel, the Polish Batman is actually... Wow. Do you know that there is an actual Polish Batman? What? No. So, the Polish Batman is, uh, is actually a... Um, I believe he was a ski, a long jumper, like a ski jumper in the Olympics. You okay. Need, you need to look this Adam up. Uh, I forgot the dude's name, but Polish Batman. Adam Małysz. That's the most well-known ski jumper from Poland. What's his name? But he name? was he, Adam Małysz. But he's no, a... he's no Batman. Why are you call him Polish Batman? Because he flies he through the air. He has a mustache and everything. Oh, he flies through the air. Well, that's not enough to be Batman. What about being a millionaire and being the Dark Knight? Oh, hold on. I just Googled Polish Batman, and apparently there's a song called Polish Batman by a band called The Party Land Men. <laughs> oh, The Party Land Men. They, they sound like something up my alley. <laughs> so, I don't know why I just discovered this. I was looking for Polish Batman. I know he's an Olympian. Um, the things that Google give you. Yeah, it's Adam Małysz. Okay, there you go. So... Yeah. Um. Yeah. Yeah. Polish Batman. But you. There's also you. I guess. You, Damn. You're also. I, I leveled Batman. up. I always wanted to be Batman. I mean, being Batman is awesome. Uh, yeah. Does that mean I'm already a billionaire and I have my own Batcave? Um. I no. like. I'm looking at your apartment right now. I don't know where you could fit a Batcave in that apartment. No. Uh, underground. Under under the house. Underground. Just dig it up. Okay. Um. I mean, yeah. just yeah. No problem. In whatever. During, whatever works. In your free time, you know, just uh, Dominica. I'm just going to the bat cave. To the bat cave. Yes. Yeah, I'm going to the bat cave. That would be sick. I I'll mean, there's back. there is a little bit of reasoning why we opened with a Batman reference, but we'll get to yes, that in a bit. Yes. We'll get to that. But yeah, episode eight. Uh, we took a week off, and we're back in business right now. Coming back to you was a busy, busy week, but we are here. Yeah. There was a lot going on in uh, in everyone's life but uh ultimately we could not get things worked out last week and uh to the three people who uh were concerned about us uh, we're fine <laughs> we're okay yes, we're, we're doing well yeah. this is not going away this is not going away we are here to stay we're here to um fill your ear holes with uh, amazing information <laughs> filling your ear holes with information is basically that sounds a, bad a, well I, it's true i guess I suppose, but it, it was a busy yeah. week for, for all of us. But, uh, you know, this podcast is not necessarily just a, a Gwent-related podcast. I mean, it's it's two friends being friends, and that's... Amen. I mean, we talked about this a little off-air in terms of, it's like, you know, like where are we going to be in like 10 years? And and in my mind, we're holding hands, eating cupcakes and, and punchki. So that's basically... Oh, perfect. Right? And Danishes, right? Oh, the whole the whole nine yards, oh, man. I'm Totally. I'm all for it. All right. So what are we talking about today? Back to business. So we're talking about Batman, of course, uh, the Batman, the movie itself, mm -hmm. and other stuff like uh, reworking archetypes and the whole mystery of balancing cards. And uh, yeah, because you ask us about balance almost every week and every week we say that I'm not the balance team, so you can't really ask me. But if you want to go into details about how everything works, we can talk about the details, how the process works. That's easy. And uh, yeah, um, then then probably you and me will have some cool ideas when it comes to balance. I have some ideas uh, for sure, oh, especially okay. that I've been playing the game a little bit more than I have been uh, in the past uh, couple months. So yeah, so we got those. That's the thing, right? Because we say it all the time. Don't ask us about balance. We're not the balance team. You know, 
it, it, it's kind of against the tide. It's such a loaded question when someone's like, "How do you balance this?" Because you know that if we give an, an if we give an, um, uh, you, you know, a solution to something or a, a suggestion for something, it's going to get absolutely eviscerated by everybody, and they'd be like, "Oh, they're so dumb." Well, don't ask us. Like that's the whole point. It's like it's you know. It, it, you're you play in major league baseball or not or you know like nobody's gonna call you up to go hit a home run and if you if you strike yeah. out get mad at you it's like why couldn't you go because i'm not I, that's not <laughs> what i do that's not my thing you know like it's not our thing so don't criticize us if our ideas are bad because we have told exactly. you many times that this isn't our thing but um before we get to that it is time for the dagon rumor report mr pavel Berger. so yeah so the reason we were off last week like of course is because you and i were actually spending a week on a very enlightening spirit spirited quest so we're getting enlightened where the visions we had clue us clued us into the fate and destiny of dagon so a giant butterfly with wings of fire descended upon us through the glow of the moon and whispered in our ear he isn't happening yes how spectacular is that i, I every week I, I try to get more and more ridiculous in how i write these we've we've i think we've been to the moon we've had like the the un science yes. department kind of figure you really stuff out. like yep we've gone to the you council really make of those up so well it's <laughs> very hard to read them always like what is what what, what? okay that's mm -hmm. why i like to do them the morning of because i don't ever want you to go to the script and just kind of clue in i want for it it's a journey for you as well yes <laughs> so, yes um and a part that of also this also answers the question we had by alice the thunderbirds about uh yeah why they won't ever return so okay shed some more light yeah we just shed some more light on that right <laughs> we did with through the glow of the moon we just talked yeah. about it a second ago um poor you sorry ellis i know that dagon is something that you're always uh, talking about um, Ellis is somebody who I mean I by now everybody knows like it's it's amazing For how sure. sometimes you you don't have to stream you don't have to be a competitor but you can be a, a very impactful um, member of the community and Ellis has been exactly. there essentially from the start Ellis was one of my first people who when I was streaming would be there every day to support me and I owe her um, Im immense amounts Amazing. of love and and appreciation because she has been there since day one to just keep me basically on the rails. Um, she is, <laughs> she's a, just a wonderful human being. And uh, unfortunately, we have to do this and say, can you shed some light on why Dagon won't ever return pretty please? She asked, and the answer right there is probably a big, fat, hard no, I think is uh, what we I doing. don't know. I don't know. To be honest, there, there are a couple of reasons, but I can't really get into them. But uh, maybe he will return one day. Oh man! Who knows? But Who the, knows? But for for now, the percentage is still at a. We gotta keep you on your toes. I guess so. There, hopefully, that answers your question. I know it doesn't, Ellis, uh, given the fact that literally Pavel said that he can't say certain things. But that uh, that, that makes it even more mysterious now. Well, that's it. So the mis the mystery itself should be the journey. Like you know, it's not about yes. Dagon. It's about the mystery of Dagon. So. Exactly. That's what keeps us fueled. Like the whole the whole process about asking about him and coming up with uh, funny ways why he's not coming. So why he's not here yet. And then one day he just appears out of nowhere and everybody's like, oh my God, really it happened. Oh my God. So we know, we don't know. We don't know. I, I maybe, here, maybe not. Here is exactly my thoughts on this because I've been given a little bit of thought about this. Oh. Oh yeah. Um, I believe take. I believe that Dagon is kind of being held in the back pocket for when you guys need like a major splash to be made. Like for instance, let's put it this way. 
here's a nice little comparison. Right now, and everybody knows my affection for for wrestling and and the spectacle of wrestling. Right now, AEW, which is like sort of the upstart from a few years ago that's now challenging the WWE as like the premier place to watch and consume wrestling. Right now... Uh, AEW is like on fire, and WWE is about to have the WrestleMania, and there's there's no interest in it at all because of all this crappiness of that company. So what did mm-hmm. they do? They went to their wild card, their ace in the hole back pocket emergency response, which was to get Stone Cold Steve Austin back. Ooh. So he's coming back. So I feel like Takeover from the past. It is, but like the, he I has. I ne- remember him, and I wasn't a fan of wrestling. But he, but that's how iconic he was. But he has not yeah. stepped inside a ring for so many years. He has, but he has been an iconic presence. Um, Is he still like in shape and keeping keeping yeah. going? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, he Damn. has he had neck injuries for a while, and that's why he left. Because, but okay. he he has a, an immensely successful podcast. Not as I mean, he doesn't get sponsored by Blue Jeans, but like, let's be oh, real, of course. Oh, um, but that, I believe that that's what it was, is that, like, Dagon is, like, Stone Cold, where they're like, okay, when when we need a big, when we need a guaranteed home run, we're going to slam this down. So that that is my thoughts about it, is that Dagon so is, like. he's our Stone Cold. He is your Stone Cold. So. <laughs> Man, he looks good still. Stone- I just I just had to Google it and yeah. double check. Dude looks good. He's well. He stays in shape. Like he has what's called what he calls the the broken skull ranch, which is like when he retired, he just he has mm-hmm. a ranch and he he lives in Texas and his podcast the uh, the broken skull sessions is incredibly good because Stone Cold is a very well-spoken individual like his character that he played is not too far fetched yeah. from where he was, but he has always been an uh, an absolute assassin on the microphone. Nice. Yeah. See, I learned something new today. I didn't even know that. Now I need to check it out. Now I'm now I'm intrigued. So, if you want like a, a thirty second just sort of primer for what this is, basically there's a there's a wrestler by the name of Kevin Owens. Kevin Owens is actually from Montreal, like from my hometown, and he uh, adopted the finishing move that Stone Cold made famous called the Stunner. Everybody knows mm-hmm. what the Stunner is, but but Kevin Owens started using it with stone cold's permission but now okay. again to sort of start a feud and, and kick up interest in wwe kevin owens called out stone cold steve austin because wrestlemania Ooh. i think is in texas so they're like all right let's bring back you know texas chosen son and made a fight and whatever anyway long story short that's really cool there it is there it goes so learn something new every day yeah uh all right let's go to the bay- way back machine there pavel burza i got a couple or uh, three of them right here 2020 this week uh 20 uh Ooh. two years ago yeah uh, Gwent Masters was postponed, and Boom. we have not really recovered from that postponement, frankly. Yeah, yeah postponed due to what's happening with all the all the COVID situation around the world. Man, it was crazy. It was crazy. I remember we were trying to push it last minute just for the event to happen. Like I think we we mentioned this on previous podcasts a couple times that even you know to to a point where you guys were almost about to go and get on the plane and we were like sorry nope nope <laughs> turn around turn around we're we're not doing it and then it was postponed yeah it sucks cuz we had we had a whole venue booked for it a uh, really awesome studio um it was all supposed to happen and be amazing cool great and have everybody you know come together once again and do like a proper like masters with all the confetti and all the cool stuff and it was supposed to be like a full on esports event in the esports studio but then 
uh, everything happened in the world as it did, and we had to we had to stop everything. It's good we stopped because if we flew you guys over here, most of you I'd won't still... probably able to get out of the country, right? <laughs> I would have be been stuck there. Here. <laughs> I would have been there for. I think I would have been there for several months. Um, yes. Yeah, it would have been incredible. Like I think when the next time that they actually kind of. Un, like you know like loosen the lockdowns and it opened up travel a little bit more was like several months later like half a yes. year later not to yeah. mention i would have been uh that's when i would have been in a hospital in poland because that's when when i got sick was in mm -hmm. uh, june so i would have flown out in march i would have been stuck there throughout my i would have i would have still been in poland uh because I, I would have been there yeah it would have been a that would have been a fascinating that would experience. be crazy well, it was almost like I was in Poland. The the hospitals here have like literally like fifty percent of the nursing staff are are Polish people. Polish. Oh, and it was amazing. I mean, I have a there's a huge Polish community here in my neighborhood, and the hospital that I was staying at, um, like, it's it's good that like the nurses are Polish because they're able to speak with the, a lot of the patients. But man, it was great because you could hear them. I would hear them speaking. And then I would just answer to them things or like crack a joke, <laughs> and they'd they be did like, not "Expect that, yeah." And then you could see them on like, oh, Zoom. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Oh no. It's like, yeah, I got you, bitch. You know. So, <laughs> it's Didn't expect good. that. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, no that was more a... dirty secrets. You know, I know everything. I can hear everything. Well, I mean, at that point, like full body paralysis, and the nurse has to take care of you. There were no secrets to be had. <laughs> Was, uh, they they knew every little little square inch of me, so there was nothing, no secrets held back uh, while I was there. Oh yeah, um, twenty nineteen, Gurnikora wins the leader challenge, and wow, I, yeah, I wanted to bring this up because for for the reason that leader challenges and faction challenges have, have gone the way of the dodo, and I know we've talked this uh, talked about this before, but um, do you think that this is ever going to be something that comes back and uh, hard to say. Yeah, hard to say. They don't know how. To be honest, they don't know how to bring them back to make them like. I feel that because there was once put pressure to make them better, make them cooler, or something like that that we put on ourselves. We, ne we never knew how to bring them back, and every time we discuss how to bring them back, I'm like, I'm just saying like, let's just bring them back, and then everybody's like, no, but we need to make them better, and then nothing happens. And it's like, like it's like a, a vicious circle of we need to make them better, but we don't know how, so let's just bring them back. No, we need to make them better, and uh, you know. The circle completes itself. Oh no, uh, definitely, absolutely, definitely. Uh, I don't know. It's it's tough because you know it's like the concept of itself is cool, but the the unintended consequences typically are are negative effects. Like what I've always thought about was all right. The way there's you're essentially incentivizing people to play the faction that's the strongest, which further narrows the meta. And then if and if you incentivize that then the meta becomes a lot more bland even in casual mode and the rewards for playing that faction if you win that faction challenge then there's a bonus for playing that faction and it's, that was the original way which mm. further incentivized people even after the event to continue playing that faction and if you did it the opposite way which i think is what happened was the least popular faction got a boost then everybody played that faction so it was a really difficult balancing act to ins yeah. to create this kind of competition, but ultimately keep a healthy meta, which was was hard to to establish as well. Like it, it just seemed like it was a it was a I thought it was a really good idea, but the the it was the unintended consequences and how it sort of rippled into the meta that really kind of made it a little bit meh. Yeah, yeah, uh, no, nothing nothing I can ask for me. 
just like I wish I wish they kind of come back and and some that's because I know like players would like to have him back. Maybe it will happen. I'm 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 gonna try. I'm gonna try to get to push that to actually for them to well to make a comeback. Like I I mean we did something similar not 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 that quite long ago as we did the the love event a little bit, but it was more connected like more similar to the Salvin event that we did that you choose pretty much aside when it comes to completing quests but you can complete the quest for for the remaining ones and just get the goodies for all of them it's not like because for for og leader challenges like they would be actually pitted against each other and based off of that we would see like which one won and then we have the percentages and the stuff in the game and i think that, that the competitive nature of it in some way depending on who you support kind of gave players the you know kind of the, the possibility to identify with a faction or identify with a uh, leader or identify with whatever and here this is like kind of something that is that is missing from it so 2018 rolls around my man we're still going back this is the last one but whoa burza does and ask me anything back on yeah. the Gwent forums and the reason why i pulled this one up was very much a the more things change the more they stay the same situation because i was going through some of the questions that were asked and it's all the same it's just cut paste name of card yeah and yeah. the same it's why is this in the game it's so toxic it's so this it's so that and then it, yeah. like it's all it's all the same it's all questions about fixing coin flip was my favorite because coin flip was a thing at that time um yeah why else why are spores still in the game oh um, will you guys ever swim make... doing balance for us yeah like those are good questions <laughs> and then again will you ever make uh this or this card or this archetype playable blah Always. blah blah like it's just it's funny because it's all the same issues. So uh, I and I bring this up because these are important issues and whatever. I mean, minus the like can swim balance the game and whatever and or you know whoever else can Shinri balance the game or can whoever whoever else balance the game or whatever. Like it, if you want one person to balance the game, go for it. And then you can all send your next week's hate mail to that person because that no person, one because yeah. that person is going to come under fire um which is again leads into kind of what we're talking about balance and such but ultimately it's just funny that the same concerns <laughs> cut it, but but it's not like it's a concern wherein okay this has been a problem for four years that you guys have yeah. not addressed it's the fact that the 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 overall aura of this problem of x card being not somebody's favorite becomes a constant topic and poke. Like if it's not it in this case, comes it, back. in this case it was spores. But it's like, yeah. all right, let's remove spores. Let's put Yen's invocation. Let's remove Yen's invocation. Let's put Milva. <laughs> let's remove Milva. Let's put uh, you know Gurnakora or whatever. Yeah. Let's remove Gurnakora. Let's put Madoc. Like it's the same thing. That it's the only thing that changes is, is the key. Is the in name which, of the card. Yeah, the key <laughs> in which the song is sung is it changes, but. That's... But isn't it like that in every every CCG? Like, um, I mean, I I'm I'm still following what's going on in Magic, and Magic recently got a very good and much needed ban uh, on Luris. It was one of the companions that was used in most of the decks, and it was just some decks were just driving him because it just it just made a sense to just to have him there. And companions were a great mechanic that MTG wanted to do properly, but then they they introduced them and they didn't do them too properly. And then they did an errata for them that you could not play it instantly from outside the game on on the battlefield. You can you can buy it into your hand and then play it once again. Yeah. And that was supposed to balance it, but still, Luris was broken and, and bonkers. So um, after the community like started complaining, 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 they finally saw, oh, maybe this actually is a problem, and this card is uh, enabling decks which normally would would not be you know 
played. And yeah, that's that's exactly what happened. So, I mean, you always will get something in any CCG where people are saying this card is not okay. And for the development team, depending on on on, on which uh, development team for which card game it is, they were either implemented very quickly or they will wait and look at data and then after some time decide that maybe it's time. But it's very hard to pick what you're going to balance and what you're going to ban in this case and what you're not going to balance or ban. So it's a it's a fine line to get it like perfectly because sometimes it can be just you complaining about stuff which actually you look at raw data and playability is like, well, this is not really a problem or maybe it's a problem, but it's on lower ranks or maybe it's only a problem on the higher ranks and most of the player base doesn't see it. So, I mean, there's so much variability that goes into this. And uh, what's fascinating here is that you want to talk about like balance problems. So Lurus was uh, was cost it cost three, and then they dub they essentially doubled the cost of it. So for all of you out there who might not know Magic, imagine you take a card with a provision of let's say eight, and yeah. it's strong. Now imagine taking that card and making it provision sixteen, and it's still busted to hell. That's how still bust- people play it. Yeah, that's how busted that card was, and then and it's the- neutral, and you can play it in any deck. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. E- that's to even add more to it. Right? Yeah. So <laughs> think about it in that regard, in terms of like the most busted card. So next time somebody yen invos your your melusine, just remember that there's a card out there that could that was like the equivalent of uh you know uh like twenty provisions, and it was still way too strong. So yeah. Um. All right. That that's uh, that was basically what was going on. But again, more things change, more th- things stay the same. But it's just it was a nice little glimpse into the past in terms of what the concerns were back then. And the most important one that I pulled out of there was the fact that there was this discrepancy between red and blue coin going first, going second, because at the time yeah. there was no stratagems, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, stratagems pretty much solved that issue for us because uh, the player that was less incentivized had the possibility as going first. So, the, the, so pretty much when you go first here, if you're playing against someone who can who can abuse uh, the red coin, you were always in a you felt like you had a deficit. And when we looked at data, there was some data actually showing that that is a problem. But then the fix of actually adding the stratagem solved that for us. It made things so much easier and simpler in terms of balancing. So. We instantly jumped on that train, and and that's how it's been from 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 that point on, which is awesome. Love it, love it, love it, love it. Uh, all right. So I saw the Batman. I know that you're a big Batman fan, and I yeah, think that I also saw it. So it's... good. All right, we're gonna preface this with also the fact that there are no spoilers. We're not gonna spoil yes. this movie because that's not what we do. Um, some of the most hated people in my life. I don't hate. I don't hate anybody, but the people that I do have a lot of disdain for are the ones who spoil things. So do not. Think yes. that this is what this Same. is going to be. Nonetheless, no spoilers here. the Batman, Robin pa- Robert Pattinson as the Batman. I am not a Batman fan, never was, but I am now sold on his portrayal of the Bat. Um, Amen. So I'm going to give my brief little non-spoilerish review. Okay. Be- and then you can give yours, and we can just dig in a little bit more. So again. Preface this. You see on the back wall here, it's all Spider-Man, Marvel, (laughs) Spider-Man in general. He is my all-time favorite comic book character. But the reason why I never liked the Batman, I never liked – like the movies were entertaining, but I never connected with the hero. I never really felt like there was much motivation. And they they, even – Christian Bale's um, Batman, I'm like, I I really didn't buy that there was much motivation for him to go out there and do what he did. But in terms of Robert Pattinson's portrayal of – 
Batman was incredible. It wasn't it he, he was so haunted. He was so um um you know like oh, man, I I wrote this down earlier and I, I can't but he was just this <laughs> this he was like this ghost. He was this this figure, this imposing visage of 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 just like he said like I'm vengeance. Like he is out there yes. because it is his outlet to get through whatever awful grief that he's dealing with you know exactly. like you you felt that there was this longing for him to make penance for something that he doesn't that he doesn't necessarily have any control over but you could you felt that there was sincere turmoil within him that he he could only um satisfy or or you know um get through by being batman and by essentially going out there and doing Batman things. The the movie itself was more of a detective style thriller and suspense movie and I appreciated that. It wasn't your typical popcorn style superhero movie of beat up the Good. bad guy. But I will say this and in the same way that there was a lot of hate that went towards um Heath Ledger's selection as the Joker and we saw how that turned out, Robert Pattinson as the Batman has me immensely enthralled in that character now and i am just aching to see more movies and this is coming mm -hmm. from somebody who had no interest in batman despite consuming all batman stuff i am sold and i thought i think that his portrayal is so haunting and so unique and i am all about it for me okay you want to go you, yeah yeah you go off? for it uh, for me, to be honest, I, this is this is the Batman that people were supposed to kind of see. Um, I think we've been stuck in an era for too long where Batman is this billionaire philanthropist, and uh, we kind of see him at the not at the early stage of his life when he's still trying to figure a lot of stuff, where he's actually dealing with the grief, where he's also trying to find a place in the city which he cannot really fix, but. He needs to be there in order to take control and kind of uh, to all the all the negativity and all the bad stuff, all the violence, the killings, the the destruction that is happening within the city. Like he's trying to find his place in it, and I think that Patterson did this perfectly, and he played them in a way that he's very rough around the edges, and that's 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 how the early Batman was, and he was very dark, especially in some of the comic portrayals there. Um, and yeah, he was supposed to be, he, he was like a real dark night here. And he was, I, I mean, there are some scenes that show it so perfectly. There are some scenes which are so well art artistically done and some which are, you know, ones that you would see in any, any Batman movie, but he's, he's trying to take, like, they're trying to take the character to him being portrayed as actually, you know, this. There is this darkness like bellowing inside him and 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 I think none of the previous ones were really like trying to show it. Maybe um Affleck a little bit, but in, in a little bit kind of, but still that's 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 not comparable to what was done here. Um like even even if we t t talk about like the the Dark Knight um which was by Christian Bale. That one was already very very dark but i think they just took it another notch in, in terms of like visuals but also the character development throughout the story the supporting characters there which were also done amazing and the storyline 
And the script, whoever came up with the script, like the movie is three freaking hours long. And I did not feel those three no. hours. I went out of the cinema like, wait, it's been three hours, really? Yeah. I did not feel it. Totally. And like you mentioned, like the like Ben Affleck's portrayal, I liked Ben Affleck as Batman. I thought he was I thought he was okay. I thought he was not bad. And um I know that he doesn't care too much about being Batman, like he's not really into it. But I thought it was all right, but I felt like the the motivation and the driving force between behind uh you know Ben Affleck's Bruce Wayne was all, uh, this like connection to the city and how Superman destroyed the city at one point while fighting Zod and all of a sudden, yeah. you know, he had this whole like no, this is my city, you know, like yeah. I run this place. However, um, uh, Robert Pattinson's Batman was more, I feel more selfishly driven. It was more so he had to do, he did what he did, not necessarily for the good of the city, but it was a way for him to deal with his own issues and his mm -hmm. own, his own demons. And it's, it was like, it was like a penance and he goes through hell and you see it because like there's that scene you know where he comes back and he's like bruised up and you just see his body like beaten to hell yeah. and i feel like he does what he does purely from a like from this like self-punishing way and um i liked it because there was there was this masochism to him of mm -hmm. i'm just gonna go in and i'm gonna get you know and like it was gritty as hell and what i appreciate about this was also what i kind of appreciated to a degree about daniel craig's uh bond is that they didn't give him that kind of plot armor Superhero. or yeah like like um casino royale you see james uh you see um daniel craig's bond get the crap kicked out of him and which in this, is awesome. Yeah, which is great. It shows that there's vulnerability there and they're not invincible. And in this case, it's the same thing. And the way that the, the movie was paced, like you said, it did not feel like three hours. Every scene felt relevant. And there was a lot of information that you needed to digest. But it all comes sort of spiraling into this one focal point that you're like, wow, like I need I need more of this. And when when you see the riddler develop and you're like okay like it's clearly it's first of all it was scary like it was a, a, a good genuinely scary villain and when you see what he comes to and some of the twists and turns that are being taken and how he, he the riddler erodes batman's kind of you know and robert pattinson's um patience his his resolve his focus it was masterful in terms of that dichotomy between villain and hero. And like I said, just the the best um, analysis that I had was that, you know, they're like they're like Bruce Wayne's Bruce Wayne with with the bat suit on is is more true than Bruce Wayne when he's cleaned up wearing a suit out in public like that was the mask like Robert Pattinson's mask was him playing Bruce Wayne, you know, mm -hmm. when he's in the Batcave with his like eye, like his eye, yeah, his, his beautiful scene, yeah, like where he's just getting work done, and like they're like that's who he is when he's yeah. out there cleaned up to meet people. That's the that's the mask. That's the the portrayal. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's that's where he feels most vulnerable when he does. It's a place actually because also when you were talking about it, it shows him at a different place in the timeline because this is early bruce wayne 
uh, in a sense that he's in his 20-something still. So the, the, the part about him grieving the loss of his parents and also uh, trying to figure out how he can fix the city and somehow, is, is, these are new things. And he's obsessed with it. He's like, he's like manically obsessed with it. He's driving, like you said, he's very masochistic. He's uh, working long nights. He's super, you can tell, like he's super tired. His body is destroyed and they're showing like the, his back being pretty much, you know, cut up and stuff like that. Um, that already like shows you this is a different type of Batman than the one that you'd see in all the other movies because in all of those, he's already developed. He's an older guy. He already has full grasp on Wayne Enterprises. He's already keeping the business going, has full control out of that. He goes to parties. He goes to all these like mayoral stuff. And here he's at the beginning of this journey and everything's kind of in shambles. He's neglecting his Bruce Wayne past and his this thing that came from his parents and how to uh take over this whole thing he's focused on just being vengeance he's like and and i mean it's 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 so good it's so good and the casting i think is is awesome and and i also want to highlight here um zoe kravitz as as selena incredible incredible Super well done. Oswald Cobblepot. I actually had to check this. It was Colin Farrell, but yes. I could not recognize him for anything. But the way he played the character was so good. And I'm talking about how the body language and how he spoke and 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 and, and kind of how he was portrayed here was so good. It was such a good penguin. And don't even start me out, Paul Dano or Dano. Um, as as the big bad guy. I mean, it's just, they were so well cast and they did such an amazing job and they were gritty and dark and it's it's everything that I love about the Batman and everything that I loved about the comics. Less superhero, oh, I'm here to save the day, I'm Batman, I'm incredible, I'm going to destroy you and, you know, I, 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 I pretty much, you know, can get rid of the whole Justice League because I'm super smart. No, this is the Batman that is dark, gritty, trying to figure stuff out. He is still a detective. He's working closely with, um, 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 Jim what's his name? With Gordon, right? And you know, this is this is this is what I love about Batman. This is these are all the things that that, that I think were the movie did him like 100% justice. I have to give more props to I think his name is Jeffrey Wright, the the actor who plays Jim Gordon, because everything mm -hmm. I've seen him in he right, yeah. is absolutely just remarkable in terms of how yes. he i've seen he was um he play, he's in the the bond like in the bond series uh like the daniel craig bond series he's in in those movies uh him in casino royale i loved i he was in i believe he he was in uh boardwalk empire which i loved mm -hmm. him in uh, and now he's playing Jim Gordon. Everything that he touches, he's just this masterful, very... Turns it to gold. It's, he's in incredible. And like you said, uh, Colin Farrell as the Penguin, like, again, I knew that he had been cast as the Penguin, but again, when you're watching it, I'm like looking for little recognizable little tidbits of Colin Farrell within the the, the Penguin character. And I'm like, I can't, I can't spot yeah. him in there. That's yeah, just the Penguin. Same. He's taking this like Al Capone style portrayal of the penguin, which is brilliant. And uh, a couple of weeks ago, I watched the movie The Gentleman. I think it's a Guy mm -hmm. Ritchie movie, which yep. he's in that too. And yep. dear lord, is he good, man! Like he yeah, he's, is he's incredible. So good. He has a very like wide like plethora in terms of like how like some actors they can go from 
you know, doing one thing to doing something totally different. They can change the way they speak, the way they they do their body language. They, I mean, you can do anything. It's just incredible how you can change to such an to such an extent. I know it also takes a toll on them because they really get into character and they prepare for this. But you know, and then I also like when you when you listen into to a lot of these, it's very hard to then readjust from being the character and going back to being yourself and then you're kind of questioning then who the hell was i before i did this it's just it's a whole kind of like mental adjustment to the whole thing but not only mental like you adjust everything from the way you talk yeah from the way you you behave the the from your body language everything you just need to change everything about yourself this is so incredible like it's very hard to be yourself already but try to be someone else mm -hmm. to such an extent Daniel Day-Lewis, I think, is very famous as being one of those method actors who, from the from day one of the set, you know, of, of, of beginning principal photography of a movie, to the point where it wraps, he is that character. Yeah. Like, and yeah. he's very, and there's a reason why he has like three or four Oscars, you know, best actor Oscars to his name is because yeah. he's not surprised. He's the best, and uh, just what, like this movie, like I said, I I have never. The Dark Knight, I think, was an outlier for me because I was like, this is just a brilliant movie through and through. But ultimately, I don't think I've ever really said, I'm like, ah, like I, I, if there's a Batman movie I'll, on TV, like I'll maybe I'll watch it passingly, but I don't go out of my not. way to watch it. <laughs> but this is something where the second that it's out, I'm going to just sit down and rewatch and rewatch because it is, like yeah, you said, same. even some of the artistic ways that they showed, like there's that, this is not a spoiler, but there's that scene where he's in that tunnel and the dude, only light you dude, get is, is from dude. the the like the machine gun flashes that yes. that scene so incredible oh my god i was there i was like oh this is just and it's not for it's not even like an important scene but it's just it's a brilliant portrayal of just the mm -hmm. the 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 sort of danger and grittiness of what that character yeah. is going through yeah. i also like uh also without spoilers just just when someone who hasn't watched the movie when you watch it for the first time when you see him first time in the suit, uh, I think that's one of the best. For me, it's one of the most iconic ways of showcasing Batman going in and emerging from darkness. Oh, I know every movie does this. God, but when I saw that one, I pretty much had goosebumps all over, all over, because well, it was so good, so well done. The 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 lead up to that scene where there was basically crime everywhere. But everywhere's everyone's aware that there's this danger yeah. lurking, and that's the aura of of you know that he has essentially descended upon Gotham, and that yeah. is the impact that he has. The impact is not that Batman will be there to stop you; it's that Batman might be there to stop you. Yes, and that's yes. just the sheer thought of him, like he might be there, he might be not there, but. You see them like you're, you're looking around. Maybe, maybe you have to double like double think every action that you do because something might actually happen to you, and you see it done so well. And it also showcases the, the the city in a very good way because it showcases that there is crime everywhere. It just gets dark. Everybody comes out. All the bad guys are there, um, and you know they're 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 wreaking havoc. But something can happen. You know. So. For those who are not fans of superhero movies or whatever, take it as as it being this movie being just a very dark and gritty Zodiac esque style uh, murder, like serial killer mystery style movie of yeah. detectives hunting down. Like if you, if you enjoy the movie Zodiac with Robert Downey Jr., then this is akin to that, and mm -hmm. you're gonna love it. Um, 
So yeah, yeah we 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 uh, we we. I don't want to say we went off the rails here because this was the rails, but we we definitely took this train to the to the last station here as we're we're running out of time for this segment. But we'll uh, <laughs> so the balances that we wanted to talk about, we'll we'll just go into that next week. We'll talk really yeah. Yeah, deep we, and I hard think, and heavy. I think we got this one perfectly. <laughs> yeah. Um, the other thing that honestly has been on the script for about three weeks now that we haven't talked, we haven't about, talked about, yeah, yeah, is um, plays of the week. And every time I'm doing research for the Wayback Machine, I always come upon your videos that used to have a plays of the week, a plays of the week. I was on a play of the week or a plays of the month or something way back plays when, yeah. where I dropped a back when Maruna was Succubus and Succubus would play on your side. And if yeah. it survived two turns, it would steal your opponent's highest unit. That best, awesome. best card. Loved it. Um, <laughs> I, I made a play of the week on that. Anyway, long story short is this is something that I would love, love, love to bring back on this show. I think that that would be something really cool if you and I could just get submissions of people's clips of their plays and we could just pick like one or two every week to be like, here's the here's the, most, like the good old days. Yeah, the most awesome play of the week and here's the most hilarious play of the week. Yeah. Like, So this is our call out to everybody who's listening. If you guys have a clip of a really awesome play we will put it up here as being like the play of the week we'll give you all the credit send in the world over. yep so send them over to myself or pavel on twitter or discord or however you want it give us a link um to the the twitch clip or the whatever and uh, or the youtube thing and we'll uh, we'll we'll definitely give you a little bit of spotlight because that's something i think that should come back i love plays of the week i love highlights and you know that there's a lot of cool nasty yeah. thing and like don't send us like a scorch of like you're scorching three or four things i've seen that eighty thousand times yeah that's it's, me it's cool <laughs> yeah but a, you don't even know what scorch does apparently yeah i don't know what scorch does who am i to even know what who scorch are you does? pavel berger imposter imposter yeah. been there with with gwent for like six or seven years who are you man yeah. who are you i don't know man i don't know I, they, they put me here by mistake what so, am I even doing here? <laughs> what are you doing here? It's good we have the podcast. At least that's that's working for me. Uh, listen, uh, this is how uh, at least I stay somewhat relevant because uh, yeah. uh, I don't stream anymore. So people are like, "Who the hell is this clown?" I'm just waiting for that that uh, you know who the 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 who question. No, they know time. you. They know you. They know you. They know you from all the esports events. So you you're you're here to stay. I'm here to stay. Next, uh, so. No Bapcha Marisha Polish word of the week this week because my mom, uh, yeah, my mom was, uh, I th she was uh, in Florida for a bit and uh, she was traveling home and stuff like that. So I didn't want to bother her. So no Polish word of the week, but I can give you a Bapcha Marisha story of the week if you Ooh, want. All right. Let's go. All right. Here's the story. So Bapcha Marisha, my Bapcha, she, uh, she had a garage sale once because she wanted to raise money for the church. But, uh, you know, my Bapcha, Noble. like, she doesn't necessarily have a real concept of what things are worth. So she had all kinds of stuff and like some of like, you know, uh, old bikes that like my cousin and I used to have there that we were too small for us or whatever. So she went inside again, you can guess why to cook food and she <laughs> left me responsible for stuff. And there was this dude who comes by and he's like, oh, and there was like three bikes that are out there. And these are not like amazing bikes. They they're old bikes that need need some cleanup and whatever. And so he shows up and he's like, "Hey, uh how much for those bikes?" And I was like, "I don't know. I'm like 20 dollars $20 each I think is fair, you know? Like they they you probably need to maybe like clean up the chains or like pump the tires, but they work, you know, they're they're bikes." Yeah. He's like, "All right, no worries. I'm going to just going to go. I'm going to go. He's like, I'm right down the street. I'm going to go at my my truck and I'll come pick them up or whatever." I said, "Yeah, no worries." Yeah. So my bopcha comes out 
And she's like, oh, food's ready. I said, great. So I go inside and the guy comes back and he's, and I, and I noticed that he's like talking to my bapcha and my bapcha's like getting annoyed. And I come out, I'm like, my bapcha, what's going on? She's like, oh, this man, he wants spend $20 for bike. What? That's crazy. He's crazy. I'm like, bapcha, bapcha, bapcha. I'm like, I sold the bikes for $20. No, you crazy now. This bike, $200. I'm like, what? <laughs> so we're both, we're, there's just three of us all being like, what the hell's going on? I'm like, bapcha. It, it, the bike was like seventy nine ninety nine at Walmart like mm-hmm. ten years ago. There's no way you're selling it for two hundred dollars. It's for church. It's for children. I'm like, yes, but these <laughs> these bikes are also for children. I'm like, watch Take take the sixty dollars for the three bikes. Yeah. Trust me, you're you're gonna. It's it, otherwise That's already sixty bucks for the church. That's still pretty good. Sixty dollars for the church. And the best part about that whole thing is that is when someone would at, like she'd have all her stuff outside, and there'd be like this vase or like this lamp, and then someone would come in and like, oh, like um, you know, looks at the lamp. Uh, how much for how much for this lamp? Uh, five dollars. Okay, no problem. <laughs> Lady pulls out the purse with the and she's like. Actually, you know what? I keep. And she just puts it back in the house. <laughs> I'm like, oh, God, I'm I like, love that. dear Lord. I'm like, okay, all right. You do, you gotta Bapcha. love that. She's like, and then after that, I'm like, Bapcha, I'm like, half the stuff, you know, you decided to keep. Well, if they want it, clearly it's valuable. It's good. It's very nice, you know? I'm like, okay, Bapcha, whatever you want. <laughs> like, it's all good. So beautiful, so beautiful. Yeah. So no, no uh, Polish word of the week. I mean, there was a lot of English Babcha Marisha words of the week that we could have thrown. Like you crazy! Oh my god. <laughs> um. So that's it. That's our that's our Babcha Marisha story of the week. I guess we can drop in. Aww. Yep. 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 Good one. She Good was a uh, ruthless. She would have been all over the stock market if she could. Absolutely. <laughs> buy low, sell high. But if someone wants to buy, you take it, take it back anyways, and then call them crazy. That was that's her stock nice. advice. The nice. real, the real wolf of <laughs> the Polish wolf of Wall Street. Wolf of Wall Street, Babcia oh. Yeah. Oh man. Confirmed. Ah boy, she would, dude. She would see you, and be like, "You too skinny." <laughs> She'd feed the hell out of you. And then she'd call your babcha, and then they would have discussions as to the best oh, way yes. to feed you. So, totally, um, totally, yeah. They all about all about the food. It's it's something that I always remember about about my babcha. That yeah, would get fed all the time, and uh, yeah, uh, also a lot of life lessons. Some of them, to be quite honest, the older I get, I kind of think that they made a lot of sense. So yeah, I'm totally, totally. Um, have always a high respect and regard for her, and when it comes to all these things. So yeah, yeah, she always gave me good, good advice and stuff like that. Sometimes she fell kind of out of tune in terms of like what's going on, but still, um, I appreciated kind of the concern and the time that she always, you know, put into these things. So shout out to her. Yeah, wherever she is right now. Babchas are all vaults of of recipes and wisdom and amen and love. All right, friends, that's uh, that's the first segment. We are going to come back with the return of the question and answer period. We fielded a whole bunch of your questions, and yes, a lot of them were balance-related. And are we going to talk about them? Absolutely not. <laughs> All right, welcome back to the mailbag or the Q&A, as everyone knows it. But here we have been collecting your questions as always, and we'll be answering them 
with Flake, and I will start us off with the first one uh, by Summer, um, aka as Serene Shirin. Hopefully, I didn't mess that up. Serene Who would Shireen, win in a fight? Yeah. Shirin. Oh, see, thank you. Who would win in a fight? Dagon versus Renfri versus one of each token premium, of course. Nice. That's I, a nice way to slide in the premium tokens. <laughs> Gotta slide it in. <laughs> that's that's why I put slide it in. It there. in. <laughs> that's why I put it in there. Um, because a lot of people think that we just skim over any of the questions that first of all, again, we answer these every week. We get the same questions. And um that's why that's why when people are like, You don't even answer my question. Well, because we answered it nine hundred times is one of them. I actually had somebody reply to a Reddit post from four weeks ago, literally four weeks ago regarding somebody asked the question about faction ambassadors remember and oh, we yes. did a whole freaking episode about faction ambassadors and yesterday and the came back yeah that person replied oh thank i guess you're i guess you're never going to answer my question i knew it i'm like dude we did a we whole episode did. about it you doofus like what's wrong with you <laughs> yeah watch uh, the episode I mean, um, that's the most important thing watch the episode before you ask the question once again um, okay, so Dagon versus Renfri versus one of each token. Again, I'm not a lore person, so I'm merely going by the fact by like in terms of tokens, like there's like Witcher student tokens, there's drones, fire swarms, there's tree ants. Um, what other tokens are there? Like rats, I guess. Yeah, but lots of lots of elf tokens, elf lots of tokens. fire sworn tokens. Uh, all the like, uh, I think there's some wild hunt. No, there's no wild. The dryads, the little dryads. Dryads, yes. So if you had one Tree-anced. of each of those. And they're yeah. all premium. Like, imagine they're all life-size. Like, what's the most dangerous thing out of all of that? I would imagine it's, like, a tree ant, like a big tree ant. But it's not even a Probably. tree ant. It's, like, a baby tree ant in the picture. It's a token. Yeah. So, small one. is that good enough to beat Renfrey? And I don't know much about Renfrey, but I don't... Renfrey, probably, yes. If if they all ganged up on Renfrey, I think they, they would have a set, they have a chance. But Dagon, I don't think so. He's a, he's a god. Like, it's very hard to go against him in this case. And he's huge. Yeah. What would you do? Like, D- yeah. Dagon would just probably absolutely obliterate the entire field. It'd be like, you know what? Throw Renfrey in with all the tokens, and it's not even a fair fight then. Like, so yeah. I guess, I like, this is an easy answer. It's Dagon by a mile. Yeah, Dagon. For da- sure, Dagon, I mean, he's a, he's a god, so he will just pretty much destroy um, all, the, all, the, all the little tokens. And uh, Renfi, I think, also wouldn't have a chance. I mean, she would have to have some incredible ability in order to destroy him or find a weak point or something like that. But it's pretty much, uh, yeah, it's like going against the worst boss in Elden Ring. You're pretty much screwed as a as a one person <laughs> army. Yeah, if you know, when we're doing the review, it'd be Dagon in the first round at like 12 seconds by yeah by by knockout by complete obliteration <laughs> the knockout would be so big it would just he would just punch them into dust is essentially what happened um next question from john trunk uh, at trunk house on twitter asking what are some of your favorite voice lines from gwent i think bride of the sea is especially well done thanks there's a lot of um i don't know i always love the um uh... The Nausicaa charge. The, all the those are those are funny. All the all the all the ones. Um, uh, all the all the ones that despise humans, like like Danka being super super aggressive. What was what was her? Oh, Malena also has has one of those crazy voice lines on 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 her card. 
Um, that's also a favorite of mine. I love Simless recently, especially with him saying after 2000 centuries, you act like you're barely one. And you're like, he, he, he's so like talking about humanity as being, um, on, on the world for so, such a long time, but still being so retarded, kind of showing that elves are kind of, we're here, humans are here. Um, always love these comparisons. Hmm. It's, uh, it, it, like there's, you're going into the more like you know lore heavy and and that i'm just thinking about what sounds the most ridiculous sometimes and like nilfgaard voice lines are always so dramatic they're so you know like poignant and and piercing and and like the alba and there's a yeah. lot of arrogance to them i i one of my favorite voice lines which i used to when i'd stream i'd say it every time i heard it because it made me laugh which was like yeah i i, I forgot what, how it goes exactly but it's something along the lines of like you Marley, you took my mushrooms again. Like, <laughs> like I just love that one. They're like, you picked my mushrooms again. I, was like, I love that one. It's just um who who is that? It's 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 not the Crow Clan preacher, is it? It's uh or it's it's one it's of one those. of the Skellige ones. I don't remember which one. Yeah, it's one of the alchemy cards and whatever, but every time I'd hear that I would just have to I let that or there was uh um uh freak i used to have it i had the voice line as a command back when harmony was there oh lord it was like uh it was like no like one of the one of the dryads just being very sad <laughs> about something <laughs> oh man ellis is gonna kill me ellis the thunderbird because she was would always be able to uh to point out. oh no no i know what it is no, let the doe live. Ah, yes. <laughs> let like, the doe live. I was like, yeah, that's hilarious. I'm like, just somebody so distraught about. <laughs> I'm like, you're a you're a dryad in a forest with thing. Like the does have to die for food. I'm sorry, I don't know. It's I know. let the doe live. Oh, it's a, it's a good one. Those were one of my favorites. That and of course there's Francesca's meh. Like that was <laughs> just it's a classic. It's a classic. Yeah. Yeah, those are all they're, they're all awesome, and I like that we put a lot of work into them to actually reflect the character, but also to be a little bit funny from time to time, and kind of you know, um, you know, tell tell you a little bit more about the character and kind of what stands about, giving some personality to the character. The next one that's going to be my favorite is the one that I do because with the the Larry the Larry voice. When you guys finally print that that gold plant, I want to do the voice for it. And I, I, I know you do. I insist. I absolutely insist. If there's any plant support, I want to be in there. I don't want. I don't necessarily need my artwork on the card. That is reserved for Devil Driven. I, I stand by that. I think that he is Not the person who needs to get uh, his face on a card. But I want to voice a card. So he, uh, this is my formal application slash petition to do so, Mr. Palpatine. I got it already. Easy. <laughs> All right. Uh, next up, go for it. Are there more wheels in the world or more doors in the world? Oh, <laughs> these are campfire discussions that are best done when you're like a six pack of beer in. These are my favorite. Yeah. Me and my buddies used to always have these silly conversations by the like campfire when we'd go like up to my buddy's cabin by a lake. And again, like I said, you got to be like three beers greased in order to have like smart discussions about this. Because if you are perfectly sober and focused, you'll 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 just shut down this conversation within five seconds. But when yep. you're just a little bit sauced, you're that's when that's when the ideas start flowing. 
yeah. and I am so disappointed that people were downvoting this, and there's a reason why I put it up here, because I love this question. So your downvotes mean nothing to me. I will exactly. definitely pick this this question. So, uh, I say doors, because um, looking into uh, this household right here, I have two bikes, and there's a shit ton of doors. <laughs> That's four wheels and a shit ton of doors. So... and. There's always more doors. Yeah, I, I agree with you here. And the reason why, because I was like, yeah, but look at how many freaking cars there are. And then I'm like, wait a second. Cars have doors. So every car is basically scrubbing yeah. out itself as part of it. So I think I think you're right. I think it's it's doors. Yeah. And this actually, is, I the reason I picked this is because I often have this debate with people of, and I ask, I said, do you think there are more toilets in the world or people? And... This is a question, and I always say, I mean, like, think of every building, every hotel. Like, I get yeah. it. Every household probably has – the majority of households have way less toilets than people, but yeah. like on average. But think about every other establishment that has toilets that people don't live in. Hotels. Um, schools. You know, schools, uh, stadiums, whatever. Offices. And it's Damn. like – I don't know. I am of the of the, the mentality that I believe there are more toilets than people in the oh, world. Oh, Wow. Oh wow, someone needs to keep track of this stuff. But I, I don't know. I would say, I don't know. I feel like there's more people than toilets, to be honest. Because then you go into countries like I don't know that that don't have, you know, they don't have a toilet. People just shit outside. So I mean, that's <laughs> that's pretty much what you're. I mean, that's, that's, that's it. Like, there's that's, nothing more there. That's anywhere on St. Patrick's Day, though. <laughs> <laughs> like, if you've ever yeah. been to downtown Montreal on St. Patrick's Day Parade, oh, my God, it is an absolute biohazard of grossness. Same thing when you go to any running or cycling event where there's there's not enough porta-potties for, for everybody that is supposed to be running. Like, let's say there's 10,000 people running a, a marathon, which is, like, normally what you get in Warsaw, at least 10,000. And there's, like, what, five toilets. I mean, come on. That's not enough. Not enough. But then you think about it that all these people go home and they at least have one toilet there. That means that, you know, it all adds up. But it also depends. Ah, oh, there's so many things that we could go into here. I, right? <laughs> like airplanes have toilets. Like and yes. nobody's living on those. I'm telling you, I believe, I strongly believe. Like how many how many human beings are in the world? I'm going to be generous and say like what, eight, eight billion? Eight billion in Something the world? Something like that. Probably yeah. more. Yeah. Like. Hey, I I I think that there's easily more toilets. Someone should do statistics on this. Yeah, Someone if you're listening, actually, man. Yeah. Do do like do the it. there's that um there's that subreddit like they did the math. Like somebody go ahead and do the math on this. Uh yeah. I say there's more toilets. I also say that there's more doors. So uh ornery machine. Yeah, more doors for sure, for sure. Yeah. So I I got you. Ornery, ornery machine 7150 on reddit i know you got downvoted for this question but i'm picking you up because it's a pretty cool yeah, question we got yeah this is the kind of this stuff that we want that, this is a florida experience we, we're not we're not shy to talk about anything no yeah. bring it up and i know that there are a lot of people are like i bet you won't answer this and then we just answer it on the actual thread and be like we're not wasting time on a show but here's your answer yeah. you doofus yeah. uh Go straight straight into it all right uh next one is uh from you have to read it and translate it i do it's from desk deskari i'm sorry if i'm not pronouncing this but this is a gentleman who uh or or, or lady or an individual who speaks french and um 
I will. I I promise that I would read this in French and, and answer in French. So the question is, mes uh, mes questions sont. Uh, J'aimerais savoir pourquoi Dagon ne revient pas. Est-ce uh, est lié au copyright de Lovecraft et à quand le Golden Necker? Sinon, c'est tout. Je suis fan du jeu malgré le fait que ça fasse cinq mois que je ne suis pas actif à cause de mon travail. J'adore relire les livres, mais je déteste la série. Je n'ai pas pu commencer les jeux vidéo à cause de mon PC. And he goes on and on. Essentially, basically, what he's saying here is um, he really wants to know why Dagon's not returning. Is it ha does it? And he's his guess is that it might be a copyright issue regarding no. uh, Lovecraft. So no, there's no, your no, no. answer. The next thing he's <laughs> asking is, hey, when when can we expect Golden Necker? That's another question. Um, this year. I don't have a I don't have a date because things are shifting a little bit in our in our release schedule. So uh, what we maybe planned in the beginning might have changed a little bit. So I can tell I can tell you a little bit of that um, because I know I don't want to leave you without any information. Uh, but still scheduled to happen this year, of course, um, as we pointed numerous times. And uh, yeah, I think that answers that answers the question. Was there any other thing that I missed? Uh there? I don't think so. No, he's just he's just mentioning about how um, he, even though he hasn't been playing much lately due to like time constraints and stuff like that from work and whatever, he's still a huge fan and he really loves the the books and uh, he he's looking to uh, eventually dive into the uh, the video games and he just he says he's absolutely adores the fan art that was submitted and it's incredible uh nice. how, how that happened so uh yeah that's amazing à toi mon ami uh qu'est-ce que Pavel a dit c'est que c'est pas à cause du copyright de Lovecraft c'est 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 pas ça c'est pas la raison que Dagon n'est pas accessible présentement et Pavel a aussi dit que Golden Necker ça va uh, c'est la seule chose qu'il peut nous dire, c'est que c'est cette année, ça va, ça va arriver. Uh, et mal, malheureusement, il n'y a pas trop d'informations qu'il peut, um, uh, peut vous donner. So there you go. Thank you so much again. Nice. Hopefully, um, again, we're we're multicultural, multilingual here on here on the show. That's what we try to do. Yeah, so. I just wanted also to to add here that Dagon was in Witcher One. So if if it was something you know copyright issue, like we would have to get rid of him from from Witcher One. And there is a quest that that you know concentrates around um, Dagon there. Um, so he's one of the bosses. So I I that's that's for sure not the not the case here. Cool, 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 cool. All right, next cool, question, cool, cool. Mister Mister Burja. Here we go for a question for me this time. Why did Twig shift to an interview show? Will you be bringing back to short form Twig? Um, we pretty much shifted to a interview show because I started doing them again from home. So I cannot, like previously when we had them, uh, when we were working from the studio was more and when I would just script an idea and we would book a recording session, go do the session, which took a little bit of time in order to get each of these episodes, especially if we were doing like a funny intro for it. So the time put into those made sense. And then when I started doing them from home, firing up a stream for 20 minutes of talking or 15 minutes or 12 minutes of talking, like most of the episodes were, felt like, you know, like firing up a stream for 15 minutes, eh? but doing like a interview with someone from the community made much more sense because I feel like we have a lot of new faces and a lot of streamers and content creators within Gwent itself that people should know more about. And if I can use this platform somehow to 
give them a little bit more recognition and give back a little bit more to the community. I want to more likely do that instead of just doing 10 minutes about what has happened in Gwent. And I also feel like the people who are consuming this content are fully aware of what's going on in Gwent throughout the, the week. Um, and in, while it made sense in being a short YouTube thing, which was a little bit funny also, uh, had some weird intros into it and kind of was like a, a very nice snippet of to what happened throughout the week. If you're someone who doesn't follow our social media, doesn't follow Reddit, you would likely consume that content and kind of just to know what's going on to be up to date with the game. While here uh, from home in the a, in a stream content, it just doesn't doesn't make sense to have it so short because uh, yeah, five people will come and watch it and then they'll move on. Like you, you won't be even able to accumulate like viewers on these uh, streams because you're on for such a short time that, you know, around, let's say if you do like 20 or 30 minutes, that's when you start getting more people to watch the whole thing. So there's like numerous uh, reasons on why I decided to, to, to do it longer form. Um, and yeah, we'll try to bring them back once everything, you know, slows down in terms of um, what's going on in Ukraine next to us. So once once that stuff kind of blows away a little bit, we'll be we'll be coming back to those for sure. Cool, cool, cool. And in the meantime, we've got this, which is uh, yeah, lovely little little piece. All right, last question. This one coming from Twist Marigord. I guess that's uh. A little bit of a play on Tris Marigold, I guess, but probably. <clears throat> Question is: What is the best way to reach CDPR with suggestions for reworks, feedback on cards or archetypes, and reporting bugs and typos? Is it the official Gwent forums? Is it Reddit, Twitter, help desk? That is the question. How can we go ahead, uh, you know, and and sort of give the feedback that's uh, always uh, always flowing? Just DM me. That's the that's the, actually that's the that's the best best uh answer i can give i mean you can leave them on forums but there's so much ideas on forums that i don't think anyone has the time to go through them um your best case scenario is actually to send them to me via any dm don't don't post it and don't tag me because people tag me on weird stuff and nfts and uh <laughs> other other stuff like that or, or any any pop quizzes or you can win uh, a graphic card if you tag like five people and people tag me on that i'm like why are you tagging me on that it's like i'm like my number of followers isn't that crazy and it's not gonna get you that graphics card so why me or on NFT related stuff, so which I don't care about much. Um, so yeah, just just DM me, send me a DM uh, with your suggestions, ideas. I will share them with the balance team, and they will decide if they want to do something or if not. Um, if it's uh, typos and stuff like that, for sure send them to me. I will pass them on to a localization team. It doesn't matter which language you send them in. I will pass it on to the person that handles that, so that's easy. Um, but when it comes to reworks and, uh, you know, card balance stuff, like I can tell you already that uh, the balance team, they might look into it, but most of it, when it comes to implementing, I don't think most of these things ever get implemented um, because I think the, our balance team pretty much reworks stuff the way that they see it based on data and also based on how, you know, what they want to do in terms of like, keeping archetypes going, keeping the balance going, how the card compares to other cards which have similar abilities, are on similar power levels, have similar provision power, stuff like that. So they know what they're doing. So 
I don't think that I think the majority of the like I even talked with Malijan. He told me like the the majority of the stuff that we get from community most of the time is not something that we can use because they're they're pretty much, you know, they're just some people's, you know, wet fantasies in terms of what a card should be. And it never really applies to reality because it would be just one card which is epic and it doesn't fit into anything else. And yeah, I know some but yeah, but some suggestions sometimes are super good. So um it's a it's a mixed bag of thing. But if you want if you want your um, ideas heard, I think the best way is just send them to me. I will pass them on, and you can uh, you can hold me to it. Yeah, this is this is essentially I think going to be the topic of our next uh, our next episode, right? Is like balances and balance. Changes. Yeah, we can talk about balance. It's a, yeah. it's a, it's a great topic. And actually, I would I would I would, I'll maybe try to get a guest on this one. Oh, is it going to be uh, Doctor Crotchet or whatever his name is, the guy who does all the Renfrey stuff? Because there was people who were like, they should get him to make cards, and I'm like, dear lord, no. Um, so many, <laughs> so many of those cards, if they were implemented, would just be so ridiculous. Don't get me wrong, there was a lot of fascinating ideas that can be, you know, and there are a lot of great cards. But if you take everybody's idea and put it in a in in like a in a bag and jumbled it up and whatever you pull out is going to look ridiculous. Um, That said, a lot of people's ideas for things are typically, you know, very often they are the result of a very small sample size of emotional response towards an experience that they had of like, how many of them are like, this card is absolutely broken. Yen's invocation is the most busted thing. And then it's like, okay, well cut paste, uh, Yen's invocation and slam in heat wave and cut paste that yep. and put in brothens and cut paste that yeah. and put King in of beggars. King of beggars. It's, it's whatever card you have problems with with the current deck that you're running. I mean, no card is no. I mean, I I love it that um, there there's always this saying that every almost every card dies to removal. So you can you yeah. can there is a counter for everything. No, but, but I mean, if your deck cannot <laughs> counter it. No, that's wrong. This it's that card's fault because I can't play around it. So yeah, I mean, you can play around it. There was that ongoing Hearthstone meme forever where it's like uh, a new card would be introduced and it's like it's garbage dies to big game hunter. It's like, okay, it's like <laughs> anything that had power eight or greater was immediately unplayable because it died to a, th- a three drop, right? So, yeah. like, it was that, that's the, and that became a meme, like, for a while there. But uh, we'll have a whole episode where we'll talk Magic about Magic had this. the same thing. It was uh, dice to lightning bolt. Yeah. If it's, if, it's, if it's three power, yeah, dice to bolt, useless. Useless <laughs> dice to bolt, exactly. Exactly. That's kind of how it goes. <laughs> just, yeah. which is eventually you know that's that's where it's uh it it comes down to is just like these are small emotional responses that eventually yeah. become parodies of themselves but um balance isn't easy in this game and oh, many it's difficult yeah all right well that uh that does it for an, another return to form episode of the flurza experience pavel i i'm gonna end this episode uh with how i end it all the time which is uh, i love you man I love you too, bro, man. This is amazing. I, I'm happy that we're back this week. I th- thank you everybody for listening in, also, and keeping the questions going. I'm I'm surprised always every week by the amount of questions we get, so I'm really happy about those. Yeah, and when you eliminate the ones that involve uh, premium tokens or Dagon, we get like three. It's amazing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> still, uh, I'm happy. It's I'm a, very it's happy. Three solid ones. Yeah. No, definitely. And don't forget, if you do have a play of the week be it a ridiculous play or yeah and again please don't tell me i don't want to see a heat wave 
on a on a like a thirty point melusine. Like that that's no, not no. spectacular. Like show us some really ridiculous and cool stuff. That's what we want to see. Uh, and we're gonna jam it onto the podcast and talk about it because uh, again, it, this is an outlet for the community as well. And I know that it's just Pavel and I kind of shooting the breeze about everything that we love and are passionate about, including each other because we just love each other. But amen. Um, that's what this is for. So yeah, man, it, it's great to be back uh, in form. And I know that there's an open coming up. Uh, I will be in Indianapolis yep. this weekend for another major tournament. But when uh, when I do return, I will be jamming a shiatsu load of uh, of gwent and i will sneak in some streams here and there because uh, Ooh, i do nice uh, i do miss uh talking to the community and such so you will catch me out there as well yeah i'll be i'll be keeping my uh charity streams going for as long as i can um so that that of you that might know or might not know i'm streaming daily on on on, on twitch oh my for god the, for charity yeah a, a Berja flake co-stream co-op stream Ooh, i i was actually wanting to say that but first i'll let you come back and then then i'll get on one of those oh i want to get on one of those you and i just making the worst plays ever and oh yeah, perfect mm, i'm all for it absolutely yeah. there's some really cool archetypes now that, that that we can get into there's congregates really cool with the fire swarms there's a lot now with frost monsters there's i love elven swarm which i'm kind of trying to pilot more or less okay but it makes still a couple mistakes there but I think we'll have fun. We can have total fun with those. And I'll teach you what Scorch does. <laughs> yeah, you can teach me what Scorch does because apparently I do not know. Yeah, Who he are made a you? misplay on the first stream. We made a misplay. Oh, Didn't read the card. Imagine, imagine making a misplay or something like that. All right. No. Friends, can't. Thank you so much for listening to the Flores Experience. Don't forget, you're not losing if you're learning. So keep playing the exactly. game, and you might win. We'll see you next time on the Flores Experience. Dobranoc, Jechi.